It's Thursday, February 4th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, the one and only Bill Barker. Good to see you. Good to be here. We've got delivery, apparel, e-commerce. We're going to start today with digital payments. PayPal closed out the best year in the company's history. Fourth quarter profits and revenue came in higher than expected. Their guidance for 2021 was strong. Shares of PayPal up around 5% and hitting a new high. Yeah, uh, pretty much uh, sort of 20%-ish growth uh, year over year. Uh, and, and really, I think that more than anything, what is part of uh, today's move is is a reiteration that, that this is sort of very much the middle of the game. This is not particularly uh, pandemic-related uh, growth. It's it's sort of the growth that you expect here. It's the growth that uh, the guidance is is continuing to provide. They've got an investor day, I think, next week, and uh, you know, PayPal and eBay, uh, two great tastes that weren't so great together, but uh, have been pretty good uh, separated. They have been good separate. We'll get to eBay in a second. Um, but you know this this is interesting because uh, you know one of the things that has come up over the past few weeks on this show has been guidance, the degree to which some companies are comfortable sharing it for 2021, um, the degree to which others are saying, no, we're not doing guidance right now. P- uh, part of what PayPal shared was uh, for the first time in a few years, they're going to have an investor day. A week from today, so February 11th, I believe, is PayPal's Investor Day, and one of the things they're expected to share is their outlook for the next three to five years. So, uh, you know, I, I, for anyone who looks at PayPal and wonders about the valuation, I, I think the the counter to that is the confidence that management has to give guidance not just for this year, but you know, a week from now, they're going to be sharing it out to 2026. Yeah, and that is uh, something t- uh, to take notice of because it is a space that is, while certainly far more mature than it would have been five years ago, still uh, so much going on. Uh, you know, in in the places where where PayPal is operating, uh, that I'm I'm impressed that they can go out on a limb uh, that far into the future. Uh, you know, with the percentage of the, the you know, business that is coming from the new initiatives, crypto and, and QR code reads. Uh, it's it's really uh, a lot of pieces that have a lot that's going to happen in the next five years. So I think it's going to be a fascinating investor day, and certainly uh, one that is going to grab a lot of attention because of what the stock has done and what the company has done. You mentioned eBay. Uh- Shares also up, also hitting a new high. This is different business, but similar story. eBay's fourth quarter results were better than expected. They offered some strong guidance for the new fiscal year. Um, they are also increasing their dividend 13%. Yeah, I think you're going to find less people super interested in the eBay story uh, than the PayPal story, uh, if only because they're not outgrowing the competition. They're not growing faster in the online transaction space than, uh, say, Amazon is, which is continuing to take market share. And I think that uh, it was a good quarter. They've credited 
some of that to the current environment, pandemic, uh, less mobility means more purchasing uh, for them. Um, and I think they're, they're probably getting a, a nice little boost from the various uh, collectible markets that are certainly not a, a huge part of the business, but um, at the edges, uh, helping the transaction volumes. But I mean, you're seeing as much as you may see the stock market, you may see Bitcoin, you may see some things like GameStop and, and wonder uh, how much of a bubble there is in, in certain equity uh, and, and commodity markets. Uh, that's extended to a number of the collectible markets as well. And I think that eBay uh, benefits uh, from that, at least in the short term. eBay is a sneakily rewarding stock. It's one of those businesses that, to a degree, is unfairly lumped in with, let's just call it, uh, the past. It's like, well, eBay. Well, that was you know that that was great twenty years ago. That was a hot name, but they missed the boat. Oh, they had PayPal and they spun it out. And thank God for PayPal. If you if you look at a chart of eBay, it has been a steady performer over the last twenty years. And for anyone who's held it for that amount of time, again, it's there are always more exciting names than eBay, but it has rewarded shareholders over the last twenty years. Uh, yes, and I'll, I'll put some qualifications on that. The last 15 years have not been as good. It's up 6% annually over the last 15 years. Uh, market's up 10%. Internet retail's up 24%. So, it's made a, a nice comeback in the last year, being up 70% as a stock. That's that's done some work in making up uh, the degree to which it's trailing. But even, okay, eBay, 70%. Internet retail, the sector, up seventy-two percent over the last year. Uh, so it's it it did a lot of great work early on. Uh, stock price got a bit ahead of itself, and you know maybe it's back on track now. Certainly, over the last year is showing that it's it's highly relevant. But it, one of the reasons why uh, you might say it gets unfairly lumped in is uh, the, the closest competition to it. Has been outperforming it over, you know, most time periods that you would you would measure over the last fifteen years. The stock of the day is Canada Goose Holdings. Global digital sales in the third quarter rose nearly forty percent. Luxury parkers are in demand. Canada Goose makes them, and shares of this stock are up more than twenty five percent today. Yeah, did you get a chance to look at that link I sent you? Very briefly, you sent me a link to uh, the Canada Goose website where, if I'm looking for luxury parkas, I could ostensibly do some shopping. Yeah, and not just luxury parkas. Uh, They've got uh, masks. Um, You know that the the mask that you wear outside these days for your health and the health of the others in your vicinity? Yes. What'd you spend on that? Not a lot of money. Didn't 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 go 125 bucks for that mask. I did. I didn't go. <laughs> I did not spend 125 dollars on the mask. Well, if no. you wanted to become the kind of person that spends 125 dollars on a mask, you can be that person by shopping at Canada Goose. So a great quarter for them. They they had uh, they as they point out in their press release, they've still got a quarter of their retail stores closed right now, but they're doing a better job. 
uh, on the online direct-to-consumer sales. They're doing a great job in China. Uh, and I mean, if you can get people to buy a $2,000 parka, a $125 uh, mask, a $200 toque, um, then you know, you've got a heck of a business. And this quarter shows that they do have a brand and a quality of, of you know, uh, material and it's sort of a you know required wear on some college campuses. Uh, I think people are probably right now finding, hey, they want to spend more time outside. They are able to spend more on uh, good, comfortable, uh, warm winter clothing uh, because they're not spending it in other places. So it's a great quarter for them. But I look at these prices and I I wonder just. Ooh, you know how how long they can sell how many of these things at these prices in their defense they do also offer face masks for $75 they so there's do. you know for people looking for more of a bargain option i uh, no it, it, it is interesting to see because we've we've certainly talked over the years about businesses that are going after the luxury market tiffany being the classic example and how some businesses have gone astray because they had a luxury brand or somewhere somewhere on the luxury half of the spectrum, and then they started doing some discounting or going the route of outlet malls to boost sales, that sort of thing, and it, it hurt them in the end. So, if Canada Goose can keep this up, I mean, this you know, it's it's a big rise in the stock today. It's not close to where the all-time high of this stock is. But um, if if they can get their fulfillment right, get their shipping right, uh, then they become a, a global luxury brand. Uh, what about the $150 baseball cap? Can I interest you in that? Uh, only if it also comes with, um, I get an at-bat. I, I get an appearance, like, a, like on that uh, documentary Will Ferrell did, where he was part of spring training, like 150 bucks. Does it get me like, oh, okay, yeah, you get this inning, you get to play right field, something like that. No, no, it gets you a hat. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't have that kind of coin. No. Well, that's that's what they're they're doing. That's what they're achieving. Uh, is his sales of? They've got great margins uh, on on their sales. I think it's a uh, upper 60% um, gross margin. So. Uh, you know they're they're a brand that is is loved by a lot of people, and the people who have the money to afford the brand uh, were buying it last quarter, and that's that's the news for Canada Goose. They can't get into all the stores they want to go to, but uh, they're finding them online, and particularly in China, I think they've got uh, plenty of story left to play out there. Quick programming note on this weekend's Motley Full Money Radio Show: Chad Millman is our guest. Uh, he's the Chief Content Officer at the Action Network. We're talking about the state of sports betting in America, and Chad also uh, has a few things to say on prop bets for the Super Bowl. So check that out on Motley Fool Money this weekend. We'll wrap up with Grubhub. Fourth quarter loss was bigger than expected. Uh, Grubhub's spending more on marketing, so that's that explains part of it. Shares are only down about 3%, and I'm assuming that's because this is not a stock that has shot to the moon over the last 12 months. 
Uh, no. Well, they're being acquired, and that was announced over the summer by a uh, European entity, uh, so getting a foot into the U.S. So Just Eat Takeaway, which is a uh, Netherlands-based uh, company uh, with, with operations there, taking over Grubhub. Uh, basically, there's a pretty solid floor because of the acquisition price uh, for Grubhub, but it's all stock. So uh, it's, it's not a, a solid cash price. It looks like Just Eat, take, Just Eat Takeaway's stock is also down about 3% um, on, the, on the basis of uh, this report in part. So uh, you know, Grubhub has been losing market share to Uber Eats, losing market share to DoorDash, and you would have thought they were in the right place at the right time uh, for this. The DoorDash competition has really been one of one of the things that has really, really hurt Grubhub over the last uh, two years. Yeah, and this week we also saw uh, Uber Eats uh, acquiring. Uh, Drizzly, which is the alcohol delivery service, uh, so Uber is spending just over a billion dollars to get Drizzly, and it—I mean, we'll see if the new parent company for Grubhub can right the ship in the United States. But this is this is not a close contest right now in terms of uh, who's winning when it comes to either getting people from point A to point B or getting food from point A to point B. I mean, Grubhub is just. Uh, it's just getting lapped by the likes of DoorDash, and as Uber makes more investments into this space, it only gets harder for them. Yeah, and the investments that they're making into uh, advertisement are ones I don't know if you've been seeing as many of these Uber Eats ads lately as I have. I think they've got Super Bowl ads coming up, uh, maybe with, uh, um, is it um, Wayne's World, or the, is that the one they're... The, some food delivery. So, yeah, I think whether it's Grubhub or someone is doing, yeah, Mike Mike Myers and um, Dana Carvey, um, that that should appeal to to younger folks, right? Um, let's let's bring back the the sketch comedy from Saturday Night Live of the early 1990s. That should resonate. That it's going to resonate with with us uh, because we're the ones who are lazier than the the youth of today and and ordering food more and have more money to uh, spend on that. So yeah, I think that the the market is more more us than uh, than your children for that. Good luck with that. And the um, the Mark Hamill and um, Patrick Stewart ones. Those uh, now those also. are enjoyable. Those. <laughs> Well, that's also that's you know aimed at us. I think Mark Hamill travels a little bit more into the uh, um, the youth with uh, his appearances in the most recent Star Wars movies and uh, and the Mandalorian, for that matter. Spoiler alert! Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that at 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 all levels, Uber Eats is major competition, well funded, uh, making a move to be. Uh, more ubiquitous in people's minds, and I don't know what Grubhub's, you know, and and their new owner's uh, plan of counterattack is going to be, uh, but it's not playing out uh, very well just yet. Bill Barker, always good talking to you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.